This Tomorrow is a weekly web comic, envisioned, and produced by two swell cats, Woody Compton and Kelly Shane. They try and make you laugh, with their send-up of a certain infamous television channel, with news in the name, and very little of that on screen. This week instead of trying to convince you that they operate some far-fetched other business, we've decided to make the robotic voice actor read some lyrics. Here's Hellhold by Spinal Tap. From 1984's This Is Spinal Tap. The window's dirty, the mattress stinks. This ain't no place to be a man. I ain't got no future, I ain't got no past, and I don't think I ever can. The floor is filthy, the walls are thin, the wind is howling in my face. The rats are peeling, I'm losing ground, can't seem to join the human race, yet, I'm living in a hellhole, don't want to stay in this hellhole, don't want to die in this hellhole, girl, get me out of this hellhole, I wrote a jet stream, I hit the top, I'm eating steak and lobster tails, the sound is drafty, the pool's too hot, the kitchen stinks of boiling snails, the taxman's coming, the butler quit, this ain't a way to be a man. I'm going back to where I started, I'm flashing back into my pan, it's better in a hellhole, you know where you stand in a hellhole, folks lend a hand in a hellhole, girl, get me back to my hellhole, remember to visit is this tomorrow at, is, this, tomorrow, dot, com, that's, is, this, tomorrow, dot, com, you'll be glad you did. Me now, yes, we can hear you now. Can you hear us? Oh, no, okay, I can hear you now. Good, that guy ruined the the Verizon guy, just ruined that phrase for everybody. I know, right? You can't Uh, say it without not thinking of that. That's um, true, he did, yeah, (laughs) and he's he probably made enough in residuals to just not have to do anything else. Can you hear me now? Like, the, the annoying thing is. Yeah, it's uh, it's not just a slogan. It's a thing that people, people still have yes, to yes, ask. Yes, exactly. Right, correct. <laughs> and we got you. Like, what else could you? How could you reword it? Well, I guess you could, yeah. but it would sound awkward. Am I audible? Am I audible to you? <laughs> How's my sound? Do you read me? That would work. Yes. Oh yeah. Say, do you read me? It's got a, loud and It's clear. got a dashing aeronaut <laughs> sort of vibe to it. You test. You beta test that and see how it goes. Coming in on the way in a prayer. Do you read me? <laughs> yes. All right, so let's get into this. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. And that is Rob Elba. And we are here. This is the first official pandemic episode of the show yeah, we are in this episode is going to air yeah. two weeks from now so we don't even know what's we don't even know if there's going to be people anymore well, there'll but, be people but this might be your last testament <laughs> broadca- our final broadcast um real quick before uh we get into the show proper i want to mention our patrons we have two new patrons martin o'connor and matthew marzullo Thank you, Martin and Matthew. Uh, thank you, Martin and Matthew. And you can go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH and become a patron of the show. We have a special guest tonight, Barry. I, I've already heard him in the background. So, sir, <laughs> would you introduce yourself, please, to our to our audience? Me? Yes. You, I have to do this. You guys are the professionals. Well, here, here, I'm going to tell you something. The reason we do this so we is make sure we pronounce, pronounce your, your name, name correctly. Right. <laughs> yeah, and we, okay. we do it from, right. we, we've had a couple of incidents. 
And so, yeah. please. Mostly me. It was because of me, but go ahead. Sir. Um, depending on who you ask, I am either Michael Cudahy. That's that's pronounced just like the town right outside of Downey, California. Okay. Or the millionaire. I, uh, or Michael I the Millionaire Cuddy. We are the same person. You okay. are. So okay. I saw that. And I Interchangeable. Actually, Everybody here in Los Angeles knows the... Pretty much exclusively under the millionaire. That's the millionaire. Ah. So Mills, Millie, Millionaire, Vanillionaire. The Mills. I saw that. Not into that whole brevity thing, man. But we don't have to call you like the or Mr. Mill. We can just call you Michael. (laughs) Michael. No. Okay. You can call me whatever you want. Thank you. Okay. I'm like Ray J. Johnson like that. Okay. So, so yeah, I actually do remember you because I lived up in Boston area in uh, in, in the mid to late 80s. So... Christmas, uh, for those of you who may not know, Michael Cuddy was in the legendary New England band legendary. Uh, Christmas. And, uh, no, you were. We're not, I'm not, we're not being snarky. No, no, we're not. When I was up there, that was people were, they were the, the shit. And I, I had gotten up there just a little bit past uh, Christmas. Uh, so that's people. But a lot of people will know uh, The Millionaire and uh, you from the 90s in the band uh, Combustible Edison. Yes. Uh, yeah. That's more of the 90s thing. So, yeah. So, and, and you're in, uh, you're in uh, Los Angeles now? Is that true? I am. I've been here for over 20 years now. Oh, shit. Okay. So you were early. So you wised up at some point. You said, why am I living in the frozen I, tundra? Yeah. <laughs> I, it was almost a, an accident that we, you know, in the, the late 80s, which Christmas moved to Las Vegas. And, um, oh, that's right. I and then we, we laughed. Yeah. We lasted there for about a year and a half. And then we we're like, oh, I got to get out of here. Right. And, um, and it was a toss-up whether we were going to just go all the way west to go to L.A., which is where we were spending most of our weekends anyway, okay. or somewhere back east. And my girlfriend lived in Providence, and somehow we decided to go to live in Providence, Ooh. Rhode Island. And um, Interesting and we choice. Did, but I, we didn't imagine that we'd be there for I used to, We thought of ourselves as real nomads, and that we weren't going to be there for anywhere for more than a year at a time. But it right. happens. Another ten years. Oh shit! Oh. Okay, wow. Well, Providence is also the uh, if you if you listen to other podcasts, there's a podcast called um, Crime Town. Crime Town. And the first season <laughs> yeah. is the shocking and generally, I think, unrecognized um, story that Providence, Rhode Island, is. You go as far as the mob goes. You go New York. Chicago and town number three is Providence, Rhode Island. Oh, really? It's a totally yeah. mob uh, uh, owned and run operation, or at least it was in, in the period they were covering. <laughs> yeah, back when they got things done. They knew um, how to get yeah, things done. I, I, I was just excited that people, now the rest of the country can understand the, the majesty of Vincent Buddy Cianci, <laughs> who was like yeah. the once and future. Yeah. When, when I lived there. Yes. And, and to be clear, many mobsters have nicknames, but the millionaire was not a member of the mob. Just to, just to be clear no. with people. No. Okay. Right. Totally yeah. le- legitimate businessman. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> That's right. That is what they all say. But all right. And uh, so, true. Michael, we have not mentioned the record that you brought to that record. Got me high. So what is the album we are going to talk about tonight? We're talking about Sparks, Kimono, My House. Yes. And an excellent uh, choice you have made. It is. And I told Barry, I forgot, like diving, I hadn't listened to this album in, in years, but diving back into it, I forgot 
how brilliant this record is and how what a brilliant band Sparks was. And how many people listened to this record and were influenced by it. Um, it's if you you can read about it and go, oh, well, I kind of hear that in there now. But another when we were sitting here doing our just our pre-show list, just listening to a few tracks and I heard um, Cheap Trick. Uh I heard Robin Zander's voice somehow creeping in back there, and I thought, oh, yes, Cheap Trick would have listened to Sparks for sure. There's that sort of same quirky, clever um, thing they've got going on. I, you know, I've always, Sparks are like one of those bands, like, it's hard to imagine. There's certain, you know, musicians like Jimi Hendrix were, like a million people were influenced by Jimi Hendrix. A lot of them shouldn't. I wish they hadn't been. Um, right. I, it's like, yeah, I mean, whether having like that much, especially something like that, like what? Not you're not gonna you're not gonna be that. Stop trying. Correct. Um, and, and, but the Sparks is such a singular thing that I don't even hear their. I, I know that they have fanatical adherents, myself among them. But uh, I, I like I don't hear an actual influ- like a strain of Sparks influence through a lot of things. Although I do have a whole theory about Smarty Pants Rock, but that's a whole other. Oh, uh, okay. That's a whole other thesis. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, I mean the thing is, in, in which they are the middle of a st- of a long. It's like in the in the way that you can trace a theoretical through line of punk rock just from the very beginning of recorded pop music to today. Um, same. It's the smarty pants rock. Is there a similar? Okay. Oh, oh, I understand. Yes, I see. You've got a, a different station on the radio that's been playing for sixty years, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, and they are, but I also they're very much in that tradition. They are, and I did, and I must say, I do hear some ABBA. And I don't know who is influencing who on some of the vocal stylings. And I think that some, maybe it's just cross-pollination, but there's a, um, a particular delivery I hear in there that makes me think of ABBA. Hey, do you have any in, in insight into that? I, geez, I wouldn't, uh, I don't know. I mean, they sort of appeared around, they're roughly contemporaneous. Yeah, right. Least, you know, so... It, it's hard to say. I, you know, definitely somebody. I, I can think of one group that had definitely had some heavy sparks damage, like right at, which was the Quick. Oh, right. Um, and they're also from LA, and it was right, you know, short. It was 19, like their first, I think, Mondo Deco came out in like 1976. Right. So it was very much. I was, it was listening the other day to an, a non LPB side from Kimono My House. And, um, and uh, the quick, the, the little guitar lick from "Pretty Please Me," the closest thing the quick had to an actual hit, oh. is right in that song. So it's, I was like, they're oh, they really a whole seven different pages from the book. Right. Um. So yeah. Well, more or less, it's very close. All right. And so, it's like you know, there's no question that they heard that. Just they just took it. <laughs> so now, now you, yes. Michael, uh, so great art steals. Right. Well, I was wondering, all right, the one thing, we're going to get to the song, because we're going to go through the record song by song, but this song, I know, I couldn't help but notice uh, that you are obviously a big uh, Sparks fan, and they have a song, um, Thank God It's Not not Christmas, Christmas. and you were in a band called Christmas, 
Uh, but so I was wondering if that, I mean, obviously Christmas, you would, uh, Christmas you call is a, a big, Christmas yeah, because it's, it's big, kind of, yeah, even before Spock, Sparks, it was, it was already a yeah. thing. Well, it, it gets even more meta than that. Oh, okay. I Good. mean, are, you know, the, the, I mean, Sparks is, I will say, I was like, I'm saying, I don't see a lot of Sparks influence other bands, but geez, Christmas was oh, like a okay. formative okay. influence. <laughs> we, I, we listened to, you know. I remember bringing this and propaganda to Lou Giordano, the producer of our first record, going like, I want to sound like this. I want to sound like this. Yeah, because this is an amazing sounding record. So, uh, all right. So this was their third record. was released unbelievably in 1974, which I say unbelievably because parts of it just sounds sounds so modern and contemporary that that it's just... uh, Well, that's where I go towards the how influential they are because they... A lot of people heard them, and a lot of people consciously or unconsciously mimicked things that they did, and then that sort of yeah. molds well, the sound of things. In fact, we were listening to um, the song, which I guess is a, a B-side or maybe a single was Barbecue, which was on the... Uh, uh, yeah. And the... That's, um, go, go I'm going to just talk right over you. That's no, please. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, you're, you're alive. <laughs> oh, I just... Uh, FCC is going to... No, that's fine. I'm down like a ton of bricks. No, no, they're not. Um, That's like, this is how, like, hard sparks were firing on all cylinders at that point. That Barbecuity, which is like, is like, didn't even make it on the record. Right. That's, you know, that's like, even their cast-offs were solid gold. Right. Well, that (laughs) In my opinion. So... What I heard in that one was, and I read somewhere that Steve Jones of the Sex Pistols was a big Sparks fan. That's, I have heard that too. He and Paul Cook would like obsessively listen to this very record over and over. Right. And if you. That's awesome when you think about that. If you listen to this record and then you listen to Nevermind the Bollocks, there's definite similarities in. Uh, phrasing with uh, the guitars and the, the bass the, the and dynamics the, the, the dynamics and the heaviness yeah you're yeah. right yeah. you know uh, I can see I can I actually can really see that and I've never thought of that before but um yeah, well, if he hadn't said that they obsessively listened to it, right. I wouldn't have thought as much yeah, about well, it. I, I remember over the years reading like music magazines and stuff. I would I would uh, constantly hear bands citing Sparks as an influence, and I didn't know like as uh, as a youngster, I didn't know much about Sparks. I remember, I think I probably saw them on TV, maybe on uh, Don Kirshner, because I noticed there's a really good right. Don Kirshner performance. But uh, all right, so for those who don't know, uh, Sparks are basically the it's uh, Ron and Russell. Male? Is that how they pronounce the name, Male? Yes. Okay. I believe so. Ron and Russell Male. And uh, Ron was the keyboard player, and he had this definitely distinctive look where he would just sort of stare uh, deadpan and either look bored or kind of menacing. He looks like like a maitre d' from a film. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) With a little thin um, thin uh, mustache mustache. and sort of slick back hair and and a sort of uh, very... um, Sinister look. Yes, yes, very sinister. And his brother Russell had the curly hair. He kind of looked like Mark Bolin uh, a, a little, little bit, sure. Uh, and he had this, but he has this voice. He sings a lot of falsetto and high pitch, and definitely it could be something that would turn people off. As I'm going to be 100 percent honest, I remember when I was younger, it did turn me off. I hear him, I just didn't get it. I say, why is this guy singing like this? Well, I would think that um, there might have been people that would hear it and would just think that it was a female singer. I guess. I, you know, 
this is, I, I'll say this, and this is going to come up over and over again in this conversation, but sparks are definitely a love them or hate them proposition. Uh-huh. Right, right, and especially right. back in the mild punk rock days, I would get into, like, I came close to fisticuffs over Sparks <laughs> nice. on a number of occasions. <laughs> Good. People should, re- who, the people who the don't like them really, really don't like them. Right, right. I could see that. I could totally see that. But now, like, re- when I revisited later, and I remember specifically a friend had given me this album and said, oh, this is great. And then I was a little older, I guess, and I got it. And I said, oh, wow, right. this genius. So, so, Michael, when did you first... Uh, discover them did you discover them at this album or did you know about them even before this? It, right uh, so i remember the exact moment um it was it's, i believe it's like a spring ish of 1974 sometime in 1974 oh wow i was helping my mom reluctantly do the laundry <laughs> and um and American Bandstand was on, and uh, and this is yeah. in this mid nineteen seventy four, so it's like our back room with like fire, red shag carpet, and yeah. fake cedar wood paneling, yes. everything. Um, and uh, American Bandstand's on, and Dick Clark introduces his band Sparks, and yeah. I look at these guys, and it's like it's this like sort of glam rock looking group like coolest band i've ever seen fronted by these two weird guys who look like comic relief in a marlena dietrich movie exactly <laughs> yes and, and um and to me and then they played uh, this was when propaganda came out so they played uh abc and i can't remember and, and another tune and i remember thinking to myself like this is obviously what all bands are supposed to sound like. Right. This is what, you know, it's like, okay, now, now we're getting somewhere okay, here. Right. I want to, you know, obviously this is the good stuff. And there's loads more just like this, uh, which turns out there, there isn't. There's not. There wasn't. There's not. But that's, see, that's great. So they connected whatever they are, which is hard to figure out what they are, but whatever they are connected with a young uh, Michael uh, Cutting. Uh, Cutting. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, another thing you you didn't mention was that when you see these guys, first of all, they, you know, they, they have this weird duality, the two, two yes. guys. Yes. You know, Ron, the key, the keyboard playing, songwriting brother. If you, if anybody out here has never, I imagine if you're actually listening to this podcast, you're like, oh, good, they're doing Sparks. But if you, for some reason, you've never seen him, he has a, he has a what they call a toothbrush mustache. Yeah, yes. at least back then he did, which was Charlie Chaplin and or Hitler. Um, which is not a style you saw in the mid seventies, no. <laughs> right? In rock bands, no. Not at um, all. And I loved there's that is about like if you could boil sparks down to their essential appeal slash off putting quality. It's his mustache. Like it's <laughs> right, people who right, get right. it are like, oh man, yeah. that's great. Or other people are like, what is wrong yeah, with right. this? I don't guy? like, like right. I don't understand it, and I don't like <laughs> yeah. it. Well, his on stage, deme- yeah, his on stage demeanor also plays into that. He sits at the yeah. keyboard, and and. Glowers, that, yeah, and well, at least it the performances like that I've seen, and sort yes. of generally inconvenienced right. to be there. <laughs> right. But also, are we through this, yet? Are we uh, done? But also, his style of uh, piano playing adds a lot to the music because he's got this staccato right hand that he uses a lot and then sometimes I notice he'll be doing this staccato right hand and he'll just rest his left hand up on top of the <laughs> piano and he's just working yeah. the right hand sometimes yeah. and that definitely but, that's part of the, uh, the the music for sure 
I will say there's, you know, he's like, he's, he's got a very distinctive style. He's great at what he does. And he has that sound like at this, especially back then, primarily re- relied on an RMI, I believe it was RMI, electric piano, which is like a, a very distinctly sort of rinky dinky sort of. Yes. Right, right, right. Sound. It, it, it is to like the roads what like a Vox Continental is to a Hammond organ. Right. It's like a sort <laughs> of like rinky dink. Yeah. 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 This is all I could afford uh, sound. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's got, you know, like a roller rinky type of thing. And mm-hmm. he plays a lot of like straight eights, like ding, 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 ding. Yes, yes, um, yes. Right. Which gives the whole thing a kind of a. Wow! Skype is doing some. Skype is doing some really but it was odd cool. things it with did your it voice. Right when you said vaudevillian, it, it sounded kind of cool. The word vaudevillian was spread out over about does, eight it seconds. Makes it circus. It makes it sometimes. It's got like a circus vaudeville quality to the music. Yeah, that's. Uh, yep. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um. Right. um Let's try okay. this. How's this? That's I is I, you tell me. <laughs> I know you're it sounds him. it sounds okay. It sounds all right. Can you say? Can I'm, you ask us if we the can living hear you room. Now? <laughs> yeah, my, my my wife who is a lawyer is like doing some important law thing at the table in the living room, and I, More she's got her than our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I know. Right? What the fuck? <laughs> she's got earplugs in, but I warned her I'm going to be loud. I get get revved up especially when i'm talking about sparks she's michael i have a feeling she's used to this she's got to be Probably, used to it by yeah, now right how so. long have you been married come on uh yeah long enough yeah so long she's used to it <laughs> i did especially i've indoctrinated her into the you know the world of sparks so oh, okay she, she's this is one of i believe she's right over there one of her favorite records too yeah. Yes, she oh, says. Nice. Is she saying that because she has to, or do you have her, like, does she have to say that? Is she making a go-away motion with her hand? <laughs> sort of, like, all of, all of the above. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. All right. This connection actually sounds good, so just, I would say, just okay. don't move a muscle. Yeah, you do what you want. It's fine. Yeah, but I think we're good. you got to pace around, it's okay. So okay. let's, uh, let's start diving into this record uh, proper. Let's get to the first song. Uh, the iconic, and which a lot of people, I, I, I discovered that a lot of people discovered this band from that movie, uh, a Kick-Ass, that came out a little while ago. Oh, really? Because this was in, it was prominent oh, in that movie, okay. Kick-Ass, and uh, maybe a lot of people oh, really? heard them for the first I time. I saw me. that, and I don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was in the movie, it. and I, yeah, yeah, it is in there, and it's actually a pretty cool movie, too. But let's listen to the opening track, This Town Ain't Big Enough for the Both of Us. Yeah. 
starts off with a bang. <laughs> it starts off with a bang, yeah. And yeah, and, that's sort of everything you're gonna love or hate. Exactly. Like, yeah, you're right. You're right. In your right face. there. Exactly. Right from like, the start. I mean, one thing that I, my my best friend growing up was not a fan, oh. and his imitation of Sparks. Oh, shit. He would do this sort of sound that <laughs> what it sounded like to him listening to Sparks, right. and it, and it sounded a lot like the electric jug from the 13th floor elevators. Like, <laughs> that's so funny. There's so, a really what, what a lot the, of information to take in. What is the accent? The I know me and Barry were trying that, to because these guys are from California, it is, right? It's the, it's they they are they're from Los Angeles. They're from the Pacific Palisades, right? Okay. Um, which is a Tony neighborhood. Oh yeah. Um, okay. But uh, it is it's a transatlantic accent. Oh, it's they're doing like, that movie accent from the 40s, the 30s, and the 40s. Yeah. Yes, darling. It's, like, it's hard to tell where I'm yeah, from. Yeah, pear-shaped vowels. And, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, right. the, the, the kind of thing that, like, elocution, you know, or, like, sort of, you know, um, pretty young things from the 20s would be like, oh, I, just, uh, I guess I must have kicked it up a bit. Not quite British. Do I have an accent? Not, a yeah. little British, a little New England. But just hard and to clip, very clipped, especially, and he would keep it up even because I was watching the live things. And when he would talk and introduce songs, oh, yeah. he would in, have that same, same weird accent. Sure. accent. But uh, I, I kind of love that in a way because you could tell these guys totally lived. They, they like totally bought into one hundred percent what they oh, were doing. I would and think so. They were so, never yeah. dropping anything. This was this was them. Yeah. They're know? not breaking character. Yeah. They well, you know, and they still have it. Like, nope. It's like if you look them up on the try and get any information about the males, just even on the interwebs, and there's yes, like you don't know. Like, are they very are very women? little? Are they gay or straight? Hard do to they, tell. Where do they live? Right. Like, right. Yes. You know, exactly. Nobody knows. Well, That's I'm gonna true. I'm gonna say that you say that they they grew up in a Tony neighborhood. There is a rich parent quality to this. I grew up with not worrying about starvation quality to this that has um it's an up it's got a sort of an upper upper crust feel to it like oh yes well and he's singing you could with, see that you could definitely see it, well, that no, and why, guess that we don't know though we don't know for sure but what yeah. do you well, think michael definitely does but in some ways it's almost like a parody of, an of course upper crust right yeah, exactly you know, exactly yeah <laughs> So, uh, all right. So one thing we didn't mention, this was their third record. And this, uh, at, at this point, their first two records didn't do that great or anything, but they had an offer. The, the brothers accepted an offer to relocate to the, to England, to the UK, cause the, uh, glam rock scene was taking off yes. and they thought they would do good. And they actually, so they went and they got this new, uh, n- new band of these new players, which are amazing. They got, yes. uh, Martin yeah. Gordon, Adrian Fisher and Norman Dinky Diamond on drums. Dinky. Dinky Diamond, which on the back of this record, my brother and I would like sort of, <laughs> hey, who, who am I? Dinky Diamond. <laughs> He's posing for the, he looks like, you know, Liberace's drumming yes. little little brother who plays the drums. Yes. Right. Anyway. It was a period, uh, and we it was were, a period where, where ir- irony took, took a ho- takes a holiday in 1974. <laughs> There's like, of all the other 
people in the picture to the, to the members on the back of the band. He's the only one that has a star filter on his picture. <laughs> right, right. So, uh, all right, so that first song, this time is big enough. It's basically, at first, it's funny, when I first heard it, I remember thinking, is he singing, because the, they have the two uh, geishas on the cover, it's called, is he right. singing Japanese or something? Yes. And it's like, no, he's singing no, English. singing, you have to, and, yeah. And each verse is sort of like a different scenario of this uh Protagonist like trying to trying to woo a woman or something, but at the end it's like it becomes this town ain't big enough for the both of us. Yes, baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just it's just so heartbeat. weird. It's heartbeat, like weirdly- increasing heartbeat. And that's the when he says that you think, oh, what an interesting, what a funny thing to say in a rock and roll song. Not like people because no one would say it that way. Someone would say you know, oh, my heart is racing or my heart, but heartbeat, increasing heartbeat. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so that you yeah. immediately listen to your own heart and go, oh, yeah, I know what that feels yeah. like. Yeah, right, right. right. But, you know, and it also just the way the phrasing is, yes, yes. Uh, is like mimetic, as they say. And, you know, it's, 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 yes. it's sort of a, like it's mimicking the actual experience by the, you know, yes. the sort of tension and the, the way he actually phrases that line. Well, he's also got cinematic sort of imagery in here. Um, Yeah. The rain is pouring on the foreign town. The bullets cannot cut you down. This town ain't big enough for the both of us. Um, Yeah, uh, khaki-colored bombardier, Hiroshima (laughs) that you're nearing. Yeah, Um, (laughs) so great. It's like, you know, it's like uh, 30 seconds over Tokyo type of, or it's a Western, or, yeah, it's got, I mean, they, they worked that image, especially during this, their glam rock period, the next two records, even more so, because the album covers like propaganda in the street, both look like stills from a Hitchcock movie. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Um, all right. Or, so let's, for that matter, even the title sounded like Hitchcock movies. All right. So this record does not let up. We go right into the next song, which is also another killer. Let's listen to a little bit of Amateur Hour. <laughs> So this is some, my take on this is a, a young a teenage boy visiting a girl with some more experience. Right, right. And uh, she, she can show you what you must do to be more like people, people better, better than, than you. Than you. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, that, you know, the whole thing, there is a very, like, are you familiar? Joe Sarno movie Sin in the Suburbs. Oh, is that what it? <laughs> it's about wife swapping and this. It's a like a, a late sixties sort of skin flick before it was actual. Uh, you know, before porn right, took over the right, grindhouses. Right. But it's um, 
it, it's got that vibe. You know, a lot of their lyrics throughout their career have this under well it's not even really an undercurrent yeah there's a deep current of sexual neurosis yes and it's like sort of implied like and here's the thing when i discovered sparks i had to just turned 13 oh, in wow. 1974 and i like fraught with hormones and this kind of stuff was like okay well this is probably normal yeah like, right <laughs> yeah like this i guess yeah. this is what things are I'm like where, where other people are like you know getting their sort of sexual info through the grapevine from say I don't know the Rolling Stones or something. Right. I was going like okay, well I'm taking notes here from Sparks, so right. not a good example. <laughs> girls, or maybe it is. Though. Girls maybe it is. grow tops to go topless in, while we sit and count the hairs that blossom from our chins. Our voices change at a rapid pace. I could start a song, a tenor, and then end up as and then end as bass. So choose your partners, everyone. If you hesitate, the good ones are gone. Yeah, this is teenagers screwing, basically. Oh. Yeah, and but I get the there's an implication of like sort of the adult coaching them along. Yes, the yes, perfect yes. Little setting well, for yeah. your one night stand. Yeah, right, right, right. So right. there's like there's an implication of something a little more pervy a little more sorted and the adult yeah, yeah. yeah. saying yes. himself amateur I have we got amateur, amateur goes, hour on, goes on and on yeah all right and one thing i have to point out it's, it's like in, in case the song he wasn't already singing in a high pitched enough register if you notice it rages raises pitch at the end oh it's got a gear <laughs> it's shift got yeah. a gear shift and then he does and uh, one thing i was reading was that ron when ron would bring in a song he would refuse to Not change, change the, the key. key he said no you're going to sing yeah. it in whatever this <laughs> key is which is kind of kind Accounts for some of the falsetto because at some point you go, it does. Okay, yeah. there's only way we're going to get there, and that one way, and yeah. it's falsetto. <laughs> All right, so now we and sl- again. I was like, you know, that's how a rock star sings. I guess that's you know. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's it. Oh, just so weird, but so. Oh, I, you, I don't oh know. you know, just, I, I was so thinking great. when I was listening to the, the 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 first verse of this, I was thinking. Oh, Elvis Costello and the Attractions is right there. New Wave, what we called New Wave oh, yeah, in nineteen seventy eight is is there. The organ, the the drums, yeah. the, the insistent drums, the right. ba- insistent but this is bass, seventy four, and, the, so, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know, put right. Elvis, put uh, uh, Declan McManus singing over that, and you've got basically a, an, an attraction song. Um, and now put this put put this crazy falsetto guy singing, and you uh, attract people like uh, my uh, Michael Cuddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we we switch gears a little. This is like a a a waltz time uh, one, mm-hmm. uh, but I love this song. Just gets under my skin. Just mm-hmm. the music of it. Let's listen to a little bit of "Falling in Love with Myself Again." So he's, 
he and his twin sister are going to have a thing? Is that what this? Oh, really? I I'm get not that. sure what. <laughs> I got the. It's sort of. A, I've never been quite sure exactly what's going on here, but I sort of thought <laughs> on the one hand, I sort of like Ingmar Bergman's persona, like oh, okay. Sure. type of thing and on the other hand uh, veiled uh, reference to you know a lot of veiled onanism oh that, well yeah there <laughs> well, is that too sort of, yeah it's sort of like being like embracing being absorbed in yourself being totally self-absorbed okay all right and, and he says i uh, mean if you wanted to make a like a playlist of greatest songs about masturbation you could you probably put this put in, this there, in yes. and people wouldn't yeah, yeah. wouldn't wouldn't object <laughs> And uh, just the, uh, but the, also this sound, like you said before, it sounds like a, like a, like a hurdy gurdy circus, circus feel. It does. To yeah, the, sure. The way the music goes. But there's this is the song where I first thought of ABBA, and I thought of the way they present songs in that sort of Scandinavian way. That yeah. Uh, that it, was wondering if they had absorbed a little bit of the. Uh, um, <laughs> that particular who knows i mean who yeah you, even... you know the thing about abba is that bjorn and benny had been kicking around for a while before abba, because the hep stars were already like stars in sweden oh okay oh, really? oh, all right yeah okay <laughs> yeah that was their that was their band in the 60s Look and michael um, throwing out that abba knowledge <laughs> that's good yeah <laughs> i that's love deep. abba they, they, here you know i mentioned like almost getting in fights about sparks and punk <laughs> oh, yeah. rock days the other band that that happened with was Abba. Abba. Just, Their cachet has grown. I've been getting in a lot of fights yeah. in, uh, in New England. Their cachet has grown yeah. over the years significantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's a there's a, a group called um, Choir Choir, which is a YouTube phenomenon where these guys go and they it's it's Canadian and they they bring all these people into a, an auditorium and they teach them how to sing a song. They, they sing in unison or with, with one harmony. And um, it's astonishing. There's a version of um, David Byrne singing Heroes with this incredible, this audience full of people singing along with it that is literally astonishing. But then they did an wow. ABBA song last week, and it just made me appreciate again, wow, those guys really, they really deserve oh, great songs that's it and that's the thing about no. this uh, about this record at the end of the day these are just really great catchy pop songs because I, I read somewhere where he was compared early on to um zappa or they they were compared to zappa sure. with the music but it's like well maybe if zappa if zappa actually wrote pop, pop songs, songs yeah <laughs> because these yeah. songs are really catchy. Well, ruben and the jets you know he did a little bit of uh, pop songwriting but and but they were it, also these guys had been around la during the period where all of that stuff where the mothers were around, right? They, right. They, they, he was uh, born in 45, so he was 23 in 1968. They, so. You can actually see them in the audience of, I think it's the big TNT show. Uh, right, they're, exactly. They're, they're like, yeah, the, one of those big rock shows, and they're like, oh, there they Yeah, are. they almost certainly, you know, saw... You know the mothers, and they're right there in the in the middle of of all that. Right. Here's another little factoid about the males. They were they were child models. Oh, oh I did read something <laughs> okay. about that. But I okay, know the rich parent thing not. comes up again. So I'm going <laughs> to child models. So when you see with the in the TNT show, I've seen I've only seen stills because I still have never seen the the movie. But um, they're stand, they look like they sort of they look like you know they're the sixth and seventh beach boys uh, or something yeah, they were wearing like right. these pendleton shirts right 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 so, yeah like real that's so 65 stylers 
All yeah. right, so now we move into the uh, bittersweet story of a couple who has a suicide pack, right? But uh, uh, but he goes through with it, but uh, the Juliet does not. Romeo and Juliet, let's, but uh, listen Ro- to, she gets cold feet. Yeah, she does. Listen to a little bit of the brilliant here in heaven. So really, really driving rhythm up underneath that, and the d- bass is distorted. Yeah. So there's, the, so they put these pop trappings on top of some really heavy underpinnings. Right. Um, yeah. it, this would be a good time to point out the excellence of the, and this is what I brought up earlier. The production on these records is yes. really great. Yes. And one of the things is like, especially on the, you know. Um, falling in love with myself again it, there, there's this little sort of everybody takes a measure thing and you can hear just on a you know tech geek level every instrument has its own existence its own little sonic <laughs> yes, space yes. Yeah, you're right you're right yes and and uh, here's another example L- last week uh, michael we did uh uh well the the last episode that came out was Iggy Pop, Lust for Life. And much the same way David Bowie sort of brought in this band of like hired hands to play and they were magnificent. That's right. the same with these guys because these guys just elevated yeah. everything so much. I mean, these guys, yes. this, uh, um, this uh, um, Martin Gordon, Adrian Fisher, I mean, the bass and guitar are just amazing on yeah, these Yeah, it's, 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 it's really so good. so much to them. Yeah. yeah. And it gives it, it, gives it a weight like- that it necessarily you wouldn't expect a, a record like this to have. If you listen just to the, if yeah, you yeah. faded out everything but the vocals you'd be like what <laughs> and, and then but you bring everything in you're like oh wow that's a really an, an, uh, an interesting um soup you got going there pal you know i gotta say and i don't know much about the they sort of did these records I think one of them left by propaganda and um it, they it sound you know sparks is basically the males but the like especially like come out of my house propaganda it really sounds like a band, like right, a band right. that's it been does. playing yeah. together. It does. They don't sound like two guys with some studio hands, No, right. It, it doesn't. But that just shows that when you have a when you have people that are so driven and and they like know what they want, and then they write these great, amazing songs. It's like it's almost like well, you could screw it up, I guess. But if you get good players, they're going to make it. They're going to elevate it, which well, is what. They and we did. should mention the lyrics of this song, which are about a Romeo and Juliet couple where Romeo. Um, Dear, do you often think of me as you overlook the sea? Do I qualify as dearly departed? Or am I that sucker in the sky, the fall guy for the first and the last time? Juliet, I thought we had agreed. Now I know why you let me take the lead. So, yeah. <laughs> I think, you know, anybody, 
you know, and we've all had the occasional suicide pact. Of course, murder, of course, like, of course. <laughs> okay, who goes, how do we, as long who as ever bo- as long as both parties bail out, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she she screwed him over big time. Um, yeah, but I love. I also the way you were talking about his uh, phrasing. Uh, you could tell he sort of takes a lot of Ron's lyrics and he makes them fit in there the way you wouldn't think. Like when he sings "Up Here in Heaven Without yes. You," yes. it's like it's not a, like a normal way you would phrase it in nope. a song, but it works and it just gives it. You know, that I was quirky just pop thinking quality. about that today, looking at the lyrics. Um, they, if you look at them, you would have a hard time figuring out how the <laughs> just the, how do you get this sound. into yeah. yes yeah. And that, you know, that is, I think, for a lot of people, their problem with Spark, because it is a real torrent of It is I- lyrically a lot of words. Stuff. Yes. And, yeah, a lot coming at Steve, you all at Steve once. Mitchner, who roped you into this, suggested that perhaps Rob and I were not of the intellectual caliber to take in Sparks and fully appreciate it. <laughs> How dare he? How dare he? Uh, <laughs> God damn it. But you're uh, doing okay so okay, far. Okay, good, so, great. All right, well, now would be a good time. Actually, our drinks are, oh, are, our right. drinks have run out, so that, let's take, we usually take a little break. Uh, we're okay. very, both very distraught over the uh, impending uh, pandemic. We're all going to die, so let's refresh our drinks. Right. We're going to be back in a minute with more of Michael Cudahy talking about the magnificent Come on, on my house by Sparks. Uh, this is that record got me high. We'll be back in a minute. Is this tomorrow? Is a weekly web comic envisioned and produced by two swell cats, Woody Compton and Kelly Shane. They try and make you laugh, with their send-up of a certain infamous television channel, with news in the name, and very little of that on screen. This week instead of trying to convince you that they operate some far-fetched other business, we've decided to make the robotic voice actor read some lyrics. Here's Sex Farm by Spinal Tap. From 1984's This Is Spinal Tap, working on a sex farm trying to raise some hard love getting out my pitchfork poking your hay, scratching in your henhouse sniffing at your feedback slipping out your back door leaving my spray. Sex farm woman, I'm gonna mow you down sex farm woman, I'll rake and hoe you down sex farm woman. Don't you see my silo rising high? Working on a sex farm hosing down your barn door bothering your livestock they know what I need. Working up a hot sweat crouching in your pea patch plowing through your bean field planting my seed. Sex farm woman. I'll be your hired hand sex farm woman. I'll let my offer stand sex farm woman. Don't you hear my tractor rumbling by? Working on a sex farm trying to raise some hard love getting out my pitchfork poking your hay. Remember to visit Is This Tomorrow at Is This Tomorrow dot com. That's Is This Tomorrow dot com. You'll be glad you did. So we're back. This is That Record Got Me High. That is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. And we are here with our guest, Michael Cudahy. And ironically, this song here is uh, because Michael Cudahy played in a band called Christmas in New England. And let's listen to this next song, which is called Thank God It's Not (laughs) Christmas.
Well, that's I mentioned it gets even more meta than so Christmas, the band, like Yola Tango are old friends of ours. Like we've known them for like somebody recently asked Ira and me like, where did you guys meet? And we're like, I don't remember. It's been so long. Right. They're like, you know, they're like our sibling. In fact, you know, they're a bass player. They've been trying to get us to do their Hanukkah shows for years, and we're like, no, no, maybe. And finally, we did. And uh, we did, so we did a one time only Christmas reunion this past Christmas, and we played on Christmas Day. And we thought the only possible number to open the show is thank God it's not Christmas. <laughs> and in fact, it is Christmas yeah. on Christmas. Yes. And, you the know, band playing like, we it is Christmas. It got, it was, was like, I can't, we have to. I mean, it just has to be done. Yes. yes. Now, so is there a video? I was trying to find video of it, but I couldn't. But it's hard. There to, is. As you, as you must know, it's hard to Google Christmas. And yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I know. Was it, it, was it, it, at, yeah, Max, it, was, it at Mac? It was at Maxwell's? It, no, it was at the Bowery Ballroom. Bowery yeah. Ballroom, okay. Uh, yeah. All right, yeah, so send actually send the link to that, though, because we'll definitely put it up on I our, will, uh, yeah. Thing. It's like that band didn't, you know, Google, which the internet didn't even exist, much less Google. Oh, oh, yeah, of course no. not. Here's the thing, I always hated the, that name for the band. That was like really? where I learned early on, like, oh, man, Uh-oh. democracy in a band setting is a terrible idea. <laughs> uh, it is, it's uh, true, I agree. I'm, yeah, I'm with it, you does, on that. it doesn't often so, work. So I, I was wondering, though, had you, did you guys, ever did you cover this back in the day at all or was this just something you did no you we didn't? just did it for that because it was gonna you know it oh, just yeah, seems like yeah, the only yeah right. most appropriate choice uh, and we never we had never covered uh despite having used you know this record and propaganda as like a, a paradigm for what we wanted to see we'd never actually covered a spark song okay. i always even wondered like is it a little too on the nose but yeah screw it now as far as this song is concerned my guess about it is that um, it's about a ghost that's observing things that happen. Oh, I didn't and, get that at all. Um, <laughs> then he's, Nor I. Then it is day, take. and in a way, the pattern's much the same. In spots of matin day, every day, blend with the crowd, blend with the loud. Hypnotic ebb and flow until the day slowly goes into night. See the same old crowd at bistros and old haunts till the lights grow dim, the not-so-subtle hint to be gone. Thank God it's not Christmas when there's only you and nothing else to do. It's a it's a ghost haunting a bar, and people come and go, and he sees the same things over and over again. But when on Christmas Day there's nothing for him, nobody's there, and it's just it's only the ghost. He's just there lonely by himself. 
Well, what's your take on it, Michael? Because I have a feeling it's I, different than the ghost one, but let me hear it, what's your take it, it. It is, but I almost, that one's such it's a good. fresh Oh, no, Barry take. comes up, Barry comes up with good shit. He, sometimes they come out of his ass, but they're still good. This one I, got, I came mean, up with on the pub, public transportation today in Broward County. You're taking, the, you're taking that the old haunts expression very literally. Yes, uh, definitely, but, yes. Yeah. I, I just assumed it was, it was sort of like one of those things where you're in a relationship of some sort, and you're just desperately looking for any distraction. Yes, could do that too. Of course. <laughs> well, if this were the same, we'd be very suave. But it's just the rain washing down the boulevard. So yes, Which is there is very that. Poetic, actually, very it, it poetic. Is, it's lovely. There. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. it could be. He, yes, so he you're wants with to do a, anything, but to not have to spend it home alone with your significant other. Right. Like yes. You want yeah. to be out with the. With the fabulous, with all the fabulous people, you know. Yes. But on Christmas, you can't do that. You can't. You have to stay unless out. you're Jewish. You, you go, go to Chinese, Chinese food. food. Watch, yeah. go to a movie and watch Chinese food. That's yes. What I, that's what I do every. My Christmas. wife introduced <laughs> me to that tradition. It's the best. Thirty something years ago. It's it's clear by now, but they obviously have a wickedly absurd sense of humor. This yes. band, right? That runs through everything. Pretty much. There's no. Yeah. And like a. a Bitter irony and a, yes! a jaundiced view exactly. of humanity yes, in general, exactly. um, which all was stuff that, especially at a, at a formative age, like was that a good influence? I don't know, but but it certainly was a profound and lasting <laughs> yes. one. I mean, it was yeah, like formative. It well, Michael, here's the question for you: someone as a young, uh, early teen, were you already a weirdo like waiting to come out and or or did they make you a weirdo or did you just discover your you know your weirdo band that you would love i, I think it's probably that it's probably the latter I, right it's sort of you know both you i mean it was both, yeah. this is like a nature nurture type of thing it, it's, <laughs> exactly. I, who knows it's a, if they were sort of the right thing at the right time but i was already heading down that probably i think path. probably yeah yeah we all have those um, watershed moments in our life where there's you know no turning back. Um, yeah, I, I you know I felt like oh I get it, and then it took me years to realize like not everybody feels like me. Correct, right, these guys. Right, right, yes, right, right. No, some people are never ever ever never ever never going to get this. Ever. No, no, no. no. Um, and that's fine. That's fine. Um, all right. So and now, there's no reason to have a fist fight we, with them. <laughs> <laughs> no, it took me years to uh, like to just get used to like it's okay. Right, people get uh, to, to understand why people who seem to otherwise have be relatively intelligent. It's the grateful. It's with, called the Grateful Dead problem. Oh God, yes. Well, you know, I, I, you know, imagine where I fall on that. We have a pretty <laughs> good idea, and that's not a problem here. All right. So, speaking of the <laughs> absurdist humor and and the absurdist wordplay that they were fans of, we flipped the record over, and side two, we have the song "Hasta Mañana, Monsieur." Sure. 
the foreign girl leads him on and then tosses him aside or does not show up at the appropriate, at the agreed upon hour. Is that the? Is I, I that think, what you guys see? I'm, we're getting like totally different things out of this. Oh, uh, well, she says cool. at the. Kimono my house, Monomore. I'm sure that the most yeah. don't need new accompanying words. Guess I was wrong because you fled, leaving me with my Michelin guide and half-empty foreign bed. So yeah. I just imagine he's thinking you know, the character that through which he's portraying the size imagines himself to be very cosmopolitan. Yes. And you know, right. like I'm gonna order in French. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. that's, I mean, that's, yes. that's what I got. I got someone trying to sound and be more sophisticated than he actually is. Yeah, yes, right? there's that yeah. too. So when he says There's a reason she doesn't show up. The bridge, <laughs> right, and the bridge where he says it's all the same whether here or there or anywhere. There's them who have, and there's there are others who have not. That's right. And <laughs> he, he, the other tale about him being a um, not as clever as he uh, thinks he is. Um, you mentioned Kant, and I was shocked. You know, yeah. where I come from, <laughs> none of the girls have it. such foul tongues. That's so great. <laughs> what a great line. 1974. Man. Right. Well, it's that also line. the only I way. A, I almost have a feeling that. Ron probably had that line as like I got to write a whole yes. song around this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And said, "Yeah, I got to." We've make had, it we've run across <laughs> yeah. that particular thing before, where it's like they wrote this song. Oh, they had a title, and yeah. like oh, we have to write a song. <laughs> we have to title. write a song. Exactly. Yes. Oh, yeah, that line, hundred percent. Um, this song's super catchy too. That's the thing. These songs are like pop earworms. They are. They really are. Oh, so catchy, and that's you know, it's like. Super poppy and, and and as hard rocking as you can get. The rhythm section just kicks. Yeah, the rhythm right. section really really kicks ass, and that's where every time basically the intros of the songs are where I hear um, Steve Jones and Paul Cook, and I go, and then they kick into the 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 the, the um, verse, and it's a lot more sophisticated. Right, but right, it's during that during that beginning, I'm going, oh yeah, these guys. They yeah, were it sounds like it could be it. the beginning of like bodies or something. It, 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 it is. <laughs> yeah, it very that's much right. is. That's yes. right. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we should point out, even though they are a very, uh, in a way, kind of an underground band, uh, they were. This album was a hit, especially in England. Sure. Uh, the first yeah. few singles. Yeah, they were huge. Uh, yeah, in, yeah, they were in big, They were top ten uh, singles. Well, the, the only other band that's roughly them. analogous to them is to me and I'm sure this is not a stretch is is Roxy Music because you have the you have the front man with a obviously put on air yes that's, yeah yeah and right singing that's about, I didn't think of that yes singing about things that um, maybe he's concocted fantasies that he's concocted about what it's like to be wealthy right right yes. exactly yeah. but they're yeah they're a little more ab- absurd aside than Roxy was oh Roxy yeah Roxy definitely oh sure than, yeah uh, Sparks but, yeah. Uh, yeah that's yeah, good I didn't think of baffled me when I was around the same age because I don't you know you would see like I would see the Roxy Music album covers oh yeah on like the inner co- covers where they'd have other oh yeah you know records printed on them and to me that was the, my first experience of bands very clearly you know very carefully cultivated image being giving me sort of cognitive dissonance between that and their music i looked yes. at those record covers and i was like i'm expecting like disco or something yes. right, right, high right, fashion right. yes yep um, that, that yeah, that's scary. great, though. All right, so now, of course, we get a song, because why wouldn't you write a pop song about, about Albert Einstein's uh, uh, 
mother. Family. Family, yeah. yes. Yeah, family, <laughs> with, with a whole bunch of math puns in it. Uh, yes. So let's listen to a little bit of Talent is an Asset. that Albert Einstein was quite the ladies' man. In fact, he's reported on his deathbed in the hospital, him hitting on the nurse. She reported that he was trying to get her to get in bed with him. So, (laughs) for him. Um, Go ahead. There was no report on the the quality of whether his lovemaking was of the caliber of his thought, but... He certainly, apparently, did a lot of it. Yeah, well, good for you, Al. <laughs> um, nerds need loving too, man. They do. Um, I, I will say this is like another. This is like a, they have a bunch of a couple of themes that keep coming up, even just on this record, and it makes you know, like families and how much they don't like them. Yes, it seems. yes. right, right. Um, I, it makes, I was thinking today, like, you know, I wonder what, you know, it, it gives you a sort of like the world that the males live in mm-hmm. is like I a was scary that, one. I, right. Full I of wonder what their family life do was it. like. <laughs> yeah. Right. Them growing like, up. Full of weird, un, like ill-informed sexual neurosis, right. yes. neuroses well, and, uh, and like people models, who. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> One day he'll sever his apron strings. All of the while he'll be scribbling things, genius things. Look at Albert. Isn't he a sight? Growing, growing at the speed of light. Uh, and just, it's a, you know, it also reflects on the sort of current, or I guess it's not that current trend, the sort of helicopter parenting and like planning for to well, get someone into the word Stanford you're looking when for, they're in. The word you're looking for is the Jewish mother because basically <laughs> that's what this is describing. Am I oh, right? right? Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Rob has some passing familiarity I with... Had breakfast. I just took my Jewish mother to breakfast this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, I had to see my therapist. I had to go directly to my therapist <laughs> after that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 
All right. So speaking of complaints, we got a we got a songer. This is another super catchy, but also subversive uh, in a way song. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of complaint. Complaint department. Yeah. Just give it back. No questions asked. Of course, he extrapolates that to reflect on his entire <laughs> of life. Course. And, of course. Um, I, this is like a sort of a, a classic. Uh, it, it's it's got this sort of glitter band thump yes. to it, but the melody is like it's got this quasi sort of light classical or it sounds like either like a sort of a Mendelssohn tune or maybe mm-hmm. like Edith Piaf mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of a lot of things that are not very rock and not roll rock and roll right. I know yeah that's that's the that, thing about these guys no matter how rock and and then uh, eventually they did they kind of a band they got like bored with being in a rock band and they hooked up with Giorgio Moroder sure Moroder and yeah totally different music but uh yeah you're right it's so funny this even though in some ways this album rocks but yeah they're not like your, you can understand where people right you can understand where people that just like a rock and roll band are gonna yeah. go okay what's the what's the deal with the singing and <laughs> yeah. there's too much going on and it's yeah and it's yeah it's a little bit um too um yeah there's there's a non-rock element that is not a, they're not attempting to hide at all I mean, it's hard to draw a direct line from, like, Louis Jordan and Tiffany Five sure, or, sure. like, you know, Guitar Slim yeah, to sure. Sparks. That's well, a pretty tortuous path. But it's There's got the word... The no... Word, oh, go ahead. The word, wa- the word wacky. There's a, a little wackiness in it. And Louis Jordan and, and Guitar Slim, yes, and, um, you know... Who else fits in that category? People who didn't, who can't quite hide. They can't. They're not fully vested in the rock and roll mythos, but they're going to give it a shot anyway. Yeah, yeah. They're they're going to use it for now <laughs> as as a vehicle, vehicle. for what they want to put right. forth. Right, but yeah. they're not buying. They're not I, I, buying I find the whole it thing. Interesting that are have like pretty much zero apparent blues. Yeah, no, right. right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, 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 there's not a true. bluesy note on this record, no, no, really. No no, no. no, and there shouldn't be. Uh, yeah, no, because it, it would work. be it would be strange. You <laughs> yeah, would be you would, be, would, even, it would be odd. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, Michael, you were talking about the whole family thing, and I think this obviously plays into it. This next song, uh, perhaps addressing whatever their beginnings were, which none of us really know for sure. Yeah. 
But let's listen to a Child little Models, bit. Rich Parents. That's what I'm just my <laughs> Let's listen to In My Family. Fan. He was, yeah, sure. there's no yeah, doubt. Yeah, I have no doubt. Big time. That. Like, oh, wow, there's the template for the cars right there, uh, just sort of all laid out in that yes, first verse. that's right. Yeah. So, all right, so what do you think about the lyrics in this one, though, Michael, about uh, what's your t- what's your take on it? I, you know, this is, again, with the family, and it like, you know, makes you wonder where they, they, they don't seem to be big fans of the concept. And you know, we know no one has idea any idea whether they have one themselves know, right? or, or what it what it of what it could, might con, consist. I personally, this is, I mean, this and propaganda, I think, are as close to perfect as pop music records get. All killer, no filler. But this is, I would say, the my least sort of the weakest. Okay, yeah. out of the batch, sure. I would have put. Barbecued. Barbecued. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But I think they put this in here for, like, reasons of pacing, which is hard to argue with. Or maybe, Michael, maybe for personal reasons, because I see this song as they're kind of describing how they reinvent, maybe they reinvented themselves to break free from their family, you know? And this is, these these people they became and this Sparks was a way to get away from their family, because they're saying, uh, there you got Rockefeller. In their family. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, gonna hang myself from my family tree. I mean, come on. <laughs> so maybe it was line. important to them to get that on the record. But barbecue, yeah. How much of this, like, how much of these things are personal, you know, creed occur from, yeah, from Ron? Is this something like how much is him being a total smartass, and how much right, right. is like I really have this statement legitimate, I make. legitimate disdain for his also, also, family. though, props for the label, they, they were on. Island, right? Island uh, yeah. put this out. Props the label for like getting this, putting this out, and then the 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 uh, cover of the record didn't have anything nothing, on it, no nothing. name, just these yeah. two geisha Come girls on, on my it. house, right? I mean, uh-huh. yeah, that's Look. awesome. <laughs> you know that they. What do you want on the uh, cover? I don't know. Yeah. So what's the uh, title of the yeah, record? Just a little factoid for you. I don't. I one or maybe both of those two girls. They were part of a, like a Japanese dance troupe. Was right. Yeah, I read that. Time. One of the, one or both ended up singing on a Bowie record. That's Michi, right. Oh, no. she yeah. sings. Michi, it's, it's no game. She's sings the one. On, it's no game. Yeah, she's yeah. the one exactly. doing that very angry Japanese talking at yes, the beginning of "It's that's No her. Game." Yeah, it's, 
The one on the right, I think. Oh, the day. And you just like, oh my God, she sounds really mad. <laughs> Probably mad at David for something. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> this, uh, the cover of this almost is like a sort of a comical, um, like bookend to Roxy Music's country life. Yes, like, yes. yes, I agree. <laughs> but I agree. it also. It's lit with the flash. It looks like almost like a Polaroid that somebody, like somebody, walked in on them and was like, "Bang, okay." It's yeah, a little there's off-putting. definitely like <laughs> there's a like a mystery. Like, what's going on? Like, yeah, right. Them in the middle of something. Yeah, like, there's a story behind this picture. <laughs> oh yeah, there probably I have, is. Uh, all right, so now we're we get never going to gonna the, know the answer to that not, one. No. Uh, we got to the final song on the record proper. Uh, this is about a, a poor guy. Another poor guy uh, possibly uh, stood up for a date at the Entirely Equator. Possible. So let's listen to Equator. Melody is so high. Yes, <laughs> my throat. I don't think I could even think equ- about. It. Yeah, I don't I know, think I could right? sing a falsetto that high. Equator, Equator, you said you'd meet me there. You must be just around the band, which is a funny thing talking about the curvature of the earth. Of course, oh, he's right, going to work right, something right. nerdy and a geeky clever, in there. Yeah. Yes, and he's another. Like you mentioned, another song about being stood up, or yes. there don't seem to be any. Resolved. At least he survived this. Uh, true, right? He was not. He didn't leap off a cliff, yeah. <laughs> thinking that she was going to go behind into the afterlife with right, him. Right. Um, but no, she's no, definitely stood him up, though. <laughs> yeah. There's no resolved romantic things in here, and and also, as you mentioned, no blues, not a bluesy note on it either. Which no. oftentimes <laughs> the 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 relationships that are working and right. the bluesy stuff. Kind of go together. So um, you yeah. said you'd no, be there. It, 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 it has that sort of you know nineteenth century like the you know <laughs> and with like that sort of Mozarty or oh Mendel yeah sure yes yes. Um, yes yes and and for uh, those and and for those that don't like that don't like his voice of falsetto they hit you at the end he's got some extended falsetto riffing <laughs> yeah, at the yeah, end yeah. yes and right. yeah it, instrument by instrument it drops out until yes. it's just him. And the um, and, by the way, that saxophone is actually a Mellotron. I learned oh, recently. Ah. Yes, you turn the knob. Yeah. Turn I, the I knob. like for people who don't like Sparks. 
if that would, you know, give them a, like a locked groove of the last 30 uh-huh. seconds of the equator and you'll, like, you could do a pull a clockwork orange type <laughs> of yes, thing. Yes, exactly. You, my wife, them. you know, I was listening to this in the car, and my wife, at some point, usually she'll look at me and she'll go, What are you listening are you to? Listening <laughs> and it was that point yeah. at the end yes. of the song that you did yep. that. <laughs> that's it. What is this? Exactly. Um, yeah, but that's uh, come out of my house. But uh, oh man, I'm so glad you uh, you brought this record back because, like I said, yeah. I, I hadn't listened to it in years and I forgot how brilliant it is. And hopefully, uh, some people are going to either rediscover it or discover it to the first time. It's uh, sure. it's amazing yeah. that they sure. would because it's 1974. That's right. And I'll tell you what. Also, Michael, I'm sure you know this, but these guys are still making music they have a new record coming yeah. out this year and the singles from it and and it's great and they put out a record it in- is great they have they've had like a lot of ups and downs but they are still delivering and by the way i they will they're so they're huge in la they played last year and i couldn't even get tickets they have three nights stand oh. at the theater at the ace hotel i think it was which is a huge theater and sold it out in like an hour. Wait, you couldn't um, get Michael Cuddy could not get tickets? I, I refuse yeah, to believe I, that. that was, <laughs> you didn't tell them I, who you were? <laughs> I, you know, I guess I didn't have a chance. I'll pull that There's nobody you could call? Hey, oh, hey, wow. hey. Yeah. yeah, so they are. Well, well that's, that's nice to hear that, though. You know, that's nice to hear that there's still uh, uh, so many people that, that are fans Yeah, because of uh, one of them was born in 1945. He's yeah, he's 75 years old now, so oh, wow. Yeah. there is hope for all of us. Good for them. Yes, there is hope. So, so Michael, what's going on with you? You got uh, what, what? What have you been doing lately? And what are you up to, uh, musically well, or otherwise? I yeah, I uh, you know, I went after Combustible Edison went the way of all bands. Yeah, um, I went. Well, I moved to LA, and then I I had been going to. I actually went to music school. Uh, Finally, I was like, I gotta figure out what I've been doing for the past <laughs> twenty years. Okay, um, and uh, I, I went back to music school as an adult, and I have a degree in film scoring and composition. So, um, you know, now it, it was what it, in some ways it was sort of. I did learn a lot, and in other ways, it was what I call the scarecrow effect. Like the only thing you got. Those guys have that you don't is a diploma. Oh, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, awesome. So are you doing, and have I've you been, done any film scoring? Have you been able to put it? I've done program? a whole bunch of it. That's what I've been doing for, I've done like like a dozen or two dozen, a bunch of movies. I, I was, a, a, I got a couple of years ago, well actually it's about nine years ago now, but I was a, chosen as a fellow at the Sundance Film Composers Lab that they oh. hold every year. That was a big That's honor. Nice. Yes. That's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been. I've done, I did like a, like a lot of documentaries. I did a movie about Divine. And oh. what about um, William Castle? Who was oh a, you know, yeah, the Tingler. Yeah, and um, and I'm eventually going to be. I'm attached to, and this is actually getting made, uh, but uh, a movie about Tora Satana. Oh really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Russ Meyer, um, the Russ Meyer uh, tourist from uh, A Faster Pussy yeah. and all that. Yeah, I was like, right. if I ever was to have a daughter, I was like, she's going to be named Varla. <laughs> okay. Maybe it's best that you didn't. Yeah, play, let's. Mike. Yeah. Good <laughs> I know. Well, yeah. Fun, I, I fun things to think about. Towards family, not unlike Ron and Russell Mayo, I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. 
Yeah. Oh, that's great, though. Well, thanks uh, thanks again for coming on the show. What you was the a, Divine you film that you... What was the name of the Divine film you worked on, the Divine documentary? I Am Divine. Awesome. That's called. fantastic. Well, I'll... I'll it's, I highly recommend it, too. It's a great... It oh, was, I love you know, Divine. So. Everything that you work on is going to be the best thing you ever work on. But that was uh, it was a particular oh, no. highlight. Well, we have a, we I've have been a, lucky to like the documentaries. A lot of them have been things that I'm like, no, you don't even need to explain. Like, <laughs> oh, right, right. All, I already know all I know about this. Exactly. Well, we, have a divine, yeah. we actually have a Divine record coming up. Coming up, up in the fall. My, my first record, the Divine album. My friend Bobby Joe is going to come on, and um, she's going to. We're all going to gush about Divine and how okay, great, well, we'll great see. she was. <laughs> oh, excellent! Uh, well, yeah. Bobby Joe and I are going to be very appreciative of Divine. Okay. And Rob well, can do what he wants. Uh, that's true. I'll probably drink. A little more that night. Um, <laughs> all right. So, yeah, thanks again, Michael, though. That was great. Yes, uh, next you. week, we have uh, Chris Sell of uh, Pure Sell. In, in, in a radical shift, shifting of gears from a Sparks. Radical shift. We're doing a, a record that, when he was a teenager, probably had a big effect on him. I'm sure it did. And it was Black Sabbath's Mob Rules. Right. One of the Ronnie James Dio, the second Ronnie James Dio second record. Second and last Ronnie James That's Dio. right. Ronnie was like, I'm out it's after Black this. Sabbath. Yeah, but that's uh, next week, Chris Sell of Pure Sell. And don't forget, uh, go to Patreon.com forward slash TRGMH uh, to become a patron of the show. We got some giveaways. Chris is actually going to give away some Pure Salem Guitars uh, swag uh, for his episode. That's so right. If you're a $3 or more patron, you're You've got a Pure Salem guitar, right? And there, I do. I do have a Pure and Salem Russell, bass. Yeah, uh, and Russell has a bass. Guitar, yeah. Russell has a They're Pure awesome. Salem. They're great. Actually, yep. they're really great. Right. Um, yeah, so that's... Uh, if you and we should also mention our the Facebook group that's... Uh, uh, that's uh, Out of our hands <laughs> by the uh, Mark Guerita, who That's is a, um, a nom de plume of a anonymous. Yeah, uh, he didn't want. He, he didn't want to be associated with us. He didn't want to be associated with it. Uh, that, that Facebook, Facebook group, group got me high. high. Yeah, check it out. That's a lot of fun. And uh, Steve Michener, that's uh, after that of that that uh, demeaning stuff he said about us not being intelligent. Maybe he'll be a guest again. Maybe he won't. We'll see. Now he's coming <laughs> on to talk about Roxy Music and on his okay. 60th birthday. I oh believe. yeah, that's right. He, we may fly him down. Actually, we're that's we're right. Getting cheap tickets. Idea. Yeah. What do you think, Michael? Wow. Should we? Yes. We I should. think you should. Uh, Rob works for the airlines. He can get. He, can he get came. Cheap he, tickets. he was at your show. He was at the. Uh, Gil Tango, he was at that thing. He went there, right? He was. He yeah, uh, yeah. the the video of which of which we spoke oh, earlier. Okay. A lot well, of it was taken by him. Uh, apparently, Steve has a lot of. Time but he's also like lurch, so you can't miss him in the crowd. If you're, <laughs> I you get hope he stood in the well, back. I hope he didn't stand. He was also him. well. He was in the balcony too. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay, lurch okay. is in the balcony. All right. Well, thanks again, Michael. Uh, Thank you, Michael. Guest. That was and, awesome. Uh, once My again, pleasure entirely. Once again, that is Barry Stock. That is Rob Elba. We are That Record Got Me High. We will see you guys next week. We're out. That record got me high. 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 
That record got me high. That record got me high. That record got me high. That record got me high. That record got me high. That record got me high. That record got me high. That record got me high. That record got me high. That record got me high. That record got me high. That record got me high. That record got me high. That record got me high. That record got me high. That record got me high. That record got me